Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And you're listening to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers Podcast. Welcome to episode 79 of the podcast. Today we actually have two games and a band for you. But before we get into all that fun stuff, we're going to bang through our social media internet presence preamble mess that we have going on with the podcast. Try to make it quick if I can. We get jumbled up in all this mess sometimes. You can follow us to keep track of the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, all that stuff is there. Some parts of this are more active than others and easier to contact. If you message us on any of those, we'll get the message, of course, and that's that's fine. But as we're, how active we are on those things kind of fluctuates weekly depending on the things we're doing with the podcast. Our big thing, we keep talking about it over and over again, is our Twitch channel. I mean, every, I think probably almost every gaming podcast probably has a Twitch presence of some sort. And we are streaming called Under the Moniker. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but three smoky controllers co-op endeavors with our cousin Brian. We're going through a number of varying uh, co-op games. We're currently coming up on the end of Grounded. So by the time this podcast comes out, Grounded might actually be done. And the plan for that is we've run a mess around with Anthem for a little while. Uh, we don't know what to expect from Anthem. We know the game was abandoned, but we always want to mess around with it because it's, you know, it's on Game Pass and won't cost us anything to try. And Anthem would be, depending on which way it goes, might be rolling into uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which I think all three of us are pretty excited to get into. And that should be quite quite a little adventure to do. And me and Blake never played, really played too much Monster Hunter with three people before. We were always stuck with just the two of us, so it could be really interesting. Like everybody on the internet, of course, if you have any, any kind of content creator, you have a Patreon. And what Patreon is, is just to throw a little money our way for the work that we do and help us cover the various costs of the different things. This the uh, Like Blake usually says, mainly to pay Devious for art. That's what most of our cost is. Cause we, we've bought a lot of things for the podcast, but that was all a couple of years ago now, so we're, we're pretty good on all that. But if you appreciate you know, the content that we create for you and the or if you enjoy us at all and you want to throw us a few bucks to help support everything that we do with all this mess, we'd really appreciate that. And the Patreon uh, gets the episodes, if you care about it, like unedited a whole week early. Like this episode will come out today when we record it on Patreon. And a week later comes the edited version. And then we have a, if you're on the Patreon, and uh, we can let, if somebody's interested in naming an episode, because all our names are pretty uh, stupidly elaborate for no reason because we, me and Blake thinks it's me and Blake think it's funny. We let somebody on Patreon uh, name an episode if they were interested, and uh, and we all get a nice kick out of that. Today I'll be adding to the Spotify playlist. Uh, did I remember to add the last song? Who knows? I'll be looking at that while Blake is talking about another game. We are adding to the Spotify playlist today. 
behind me, behind all this, in the background, you should be hearing uh, some sort of music bed. I don't know which one's playing currently. I, I never know until I'm doing the editing and I'll drop somebody in. If you're curious or, or want to hear some music that you've made play on a podcast in the background, just write into us, send it to our email. And uh, I'll probably throw it in here. Like I, I like to keep things maybe on like maybe maybe rock or metal, anything like that. But if you, you play something fun or, I mean, I've got a pretty wide range of things that I like. You something fun comes along and I think it sounds cool in the background, it'll be on here. We have a store, of course, the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers store, which we recently I recently added in uh, the Three Smoking Controllers Co-op Endeavor shirt, a jacket, puzzle. I don't know all the things I clicked on. It's easy to like, once you have art, to just like click on things and you just submit it. You just slap the art on stuff and you just start throwing it into a store. So go get a Three Smoking Controllers Co-op Endeavor shirt because that art, obviously by Devious Pixel, is really cool. A little cross promotion, of course, is we have our, our little brother, we call it a brother podcast. People, this is what we call it, is Action, the movie podcast where Blake and our good buddy Steve uh, throw movies back and forth at each other uh, and go deep to deep deep discussions if you're ever curious about the inner workings of making a movie there's a lot of that in there some people don't care but we care about the cool inner ma- the behind the scenes and the inner workings of what it takes to make a movie and as the uh, when this podcast comes out you'll have a rather lengthy discussion on Sam Raimi's Army of Darkness there's a lot of so much stuff in the background of that movie and how it was made that's uh, really interesting to hear if you're a bit of a movie buff. And they also talk about the plot and the movie and the actors and all that stuff comes into it as well. And we'll be always be promoting Blake's writing. Uh, right now he has a short story self-published on Amazon.com. If you're a member of Amazon Kindle Unlimited, you already have it in there somewhere. You just search for They Come This Night if you search that regularly, it'll come up and you can buy it outside of the Kindle Unlimited for only a dollar. We really appreciate anybody that uh, does that. The links to everything that I've talked about are in the show notes. You can just click on that stuff and give us a follow or write to us or any, anything you want to do to get involved with the podcast is all in there. Uh, the email is the number two, smokingcontrollers at gmail.com. You can write anything in there. We both get the email on our phones. So we appreciate anybody anything anybody's doing to get take part in this mess we call a podcast and we do have a a guest lined up for episode 80, 80 right? mm-hmm. episode 80 we're recording it will not matter it'll matter when we're recording anyway we have a guest lined up a really somebody we think is really cool and we hope we figure y'all will enjoy it too so we got that we do have that lined up coming up soon i think i'm going to stop talking now because i said I'll, I'll make this quick and it's not quick it's a lot because we just have so many things on this list of things that I have to read off of here to tell you guys about. And with that, we'll let Blake get into the first of our two games. The first game we'll be talking about is called Lake. originally came out September 1st, uh, 2021, and is developed by Gamius? 
G A M I O U S. Gamius. They're from uh, Hallium, uh, the in, uh, out in the Netherlands. They've been around since 2011, and they have made seven games. This being their first console game. Everything else seemed to be PC or mobile. Lots of mobile, mobile stuff. Where they started, you know, you got to start. Start small sometimes. Yeah. And some of those games include, actually all the games include the following. You have Lines, which is literally just a puzzle game where you make lines to make a picture to to go to the next level. Really? Everything's always in a straight line by the end of it. You've... I wonder if that's like a simplified version of The Witness or something. Mm-hmm. Then there's a thing called Brickwid. Which one is one? It looked to be one of those uh, water water puzzles. You know, get water from here to here. Common mobile game thing. Yeah. Then words in progress is just a word puzzle game. You know, you take these letters and those letters, and you make the words, and it makes a bridge across the screen, and then you get your sentence, and it's done. Hmm. Then they actually have a uh, a racing game, Team Racer League, and that was also kind of like PC and mobile only. Yeah. And then something called IO, which was a uh, top-down uh, physics-based platformer, and which leads us, which none of these I feel like. Well, okay, I missed one of them, uh, Turmoil, which is a sim, a sim a sim game about striking oil and then running a oil company. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I think about, I think what we're about to say is none of this stuff leads into what. Game we played, yeah. Which you expect this to be? Yeah, none of that leads into what we're, what we're playing, what we, what we did play. And uh, the game, like I said earlier, is called Lake. Itself is a it is a 3D graphic adventure mail delivering simulator. Yeah, 3D open world. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's yeah, open world. yeah, it's open world. Just a small world. One one little town, one little mountain town. One could say uh, Death Stranding ran so this game could crawl. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. I would say like when I talked to Blake, because Blake hasn't played Death Stranding yet, but I think this a game like Lake, where the, a lot of a lot of it, and we'll get into it, a lot of it is like driving around a mail truck and like delivering mail to people. There's no way this game would have ever, ever happened if Death Stranding didn't come out first. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Death Stranding is a lot bigger, and I'll go ahead and say better than Lake in every possible way. Uh, but it's cool that like something like this can only exist. Like nobody would ever dare make this, you mm-hmm. know. And this is an indie studio with a small game, a small budget. The game's not that big. There's no way this would have never flown beforehand. Your main character, you take control of Meredith Weiss, who's on a trip from the big city. In 1986, I don't know why everything's got to be based in the 80s. Everyone just feels that it's nostalgic and we can all look back on it with happy feelings, I guess. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm tired of the 80s. Anyway, I don't know how this works. Maybe this is just something that happened in the 80s. But Meredith worked at a a software company. Mm -hmm. And then she decides to take a two-week vacation because her father is taking a two-week vacation are they rather retiring? He's in the process of retiring, yeah. Yeah. And he retires, and so because it's such a small town, and I guess because you're friends with the only other postal worker, your dad has it rigged to where you just work his job for him for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's your vacation because that's... Your vacation is to go work. And a much, I guess, supposedly much more st- 
much less stressful thing where you just deliver mail. Yeah. She does have, like, she is doing, working on, in this game, you do kind of mess with it. Like, you are working on her other jobs. You don't do any work, but there are choices you make that alter the story a little bit that does that that uh, does the work. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to say it. I say it right. That like you're, there's a there's phone calls you take that are like the guy, the other guy who works for the same company she does. And if you can choose whether or not to work on the stuff, the proposals and stuff that you need to work on. You're, you're not making proposals. It's cutscenes. Yeah. But you're like you can you can or cannot avoid, and that affects like the the, the multiple endings, the whatever endings this game endings. has. Multiple endings. Yeah. Which we did see all the endings just because of the. Because you can, if you save properly, you can just reload your save file and just pick a different choice. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Like it's so easy. Uh, I got the 1K in like eight and a half hours. Eight and a half? Okay. My it's like 1K. 8.34. My 1K is in six hours and 23 minutes. It would have been less than that, but I accidentally replayed one of the endings. Mm-hmm. Because I made a wrong, I'm, a, wrong, yeah, a wrong choice. I was trying to plow. I was getting tired of... So I was like hitting A too quick and I ended up accidentally going down a wrong path. I was like, crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is um, pleasing to say that the entire game is voice acted. Mm -hmm. Rather well, I would say. And from my research into it, it seems to be a lot of these people, this is their their first. Yeah. Their first or their first 10 games. I don't think anyone had a career yeah. longer than 15. Uh, only thing I'll say about the voice actors I can think of top of my head is like Meredith... Her voice actor maybe sounds older than her character she's portraying. Yeah, that, 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 you, she kind of gets that sound, like an old timey voice. But she's supposed to be like what late twenties or something, something like that. But she did her actress did sound older than she is. Her character model just she looks younger than while she sounds. Everybody else uh, fit pretty well. The crux of the game really is uh, working the day to day. Like each each day you start at the postal office and you in your truck your truck's automatically filled with packages and you have a, a mail bag to it that has mail and it pings on your little mini map all the different places you've got to go like drive up to a mailbox hop out and then you it automatically you just put a mail in, that, uh, in the mailbox in the mailbox and then you have uh, packages which have addresses on them and you have to walk now i don't know what happened because it's so obviously easy i don't know what happens if you take the wrong package anywhere because i mean you have to be blind you go, you you park, you park at an address, and the address shows up on your mini map, and you walk to the back of your truck, you just pick that package and walk it up to the door, and this is where more stuff starts happening. I was surprised the amount of times you buzz and nobody answers. I, I assume that's common, but a lot of the characters you meet and interactions you have is you buzz and then somebody answers the door, and that usually starts a conversation. You start meeting the. There's only so so many people in this little town, and so you start meeting other people and you start getting involved in their lives is where the most of the story comes from. Or getting re-involved in some cases. Yeah, because Me Meredith did live here as younger, when she was younger. Apparently she took off the day she turned 18. Yeah. And then has been gone. Well, I th okay, yeah, I think that's exactly how old she is. She's she's left for 22 years and then came back. Yeah, so she's probably mid-30s, mid, mid uh, yeah, mid yeah, but still her voice is a little... Yeah, that's not... Yeah, yeah. so... But that's what it is, and uh, you get varying degrees of different involvement and stories. And you have, let's say, minute can really control on what's happening. Wait, what? A lot of what you're doing doesn't. The choices you're making don't necessarily all matter, but some things you do do lead to where you can't, can or cannot 
receive the uh, different ending yeah, if, different, if you're trying yeah. to get the 1k we had a guy following us telling us to like the the important there's sometimes sometimes well, it wasn't very common that certain things you had to say to make sure these things trigger later but it's not so complicated this is impossible or anything i get what you say you you're just delivering mail in a quaint fictional town in what do you call that like the specific northeast because eh? i think it's in Northwest. Yeah. Is, there, is there a the town has a name? Providence of, Oaks. Providence Oaks. Uh, in Oregon. Oregon. But it's fictitious. It doesn't actually exist. So don't go trying to look for it. And uh, the, the, what looks like the lead writer of the game, a gentleman, or I don't really know if it's a gentleman or not. Their name's J-O-S, Joss Bowman. That can go either way. Yeah. But they're quoted saying they wanted to make the anti-GTA like, basically, no, I've full blown gunned it in reverse and plowed into a car, and they're yeah. just. Yeah. The thing about, uh, I think we're past the era. It's funny they say that. It seems kind of like we're, we're past the era that you compare every open world game to GTA. Exactly. But we're so far past that. You're, you're just an open world game now. Well, this is also Not another... once did I, did I think about that. I'm playing, I'm playing GTA as a mailman. That never crossed my mind. No. Not at all. You, know, you do plow into folks. Now, a lot of times, because of how the game is, sometimes you'll drive in. I, I drove into a car, like head on into a car, and like turned my camera, and, like kind of like, like fidgeted my camera, trying to back up, and that car just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I've also <laughs> and people too. I, I think I recorded a video of me running into somebody, and I and I, and I stopped, and I turned my camera, and they were gone. I was like, ooh, creepy. I, I think I ran into a ghost. Yeah, I think it's just the game dropping the asset. I think I have done a thing where you, I will. One of the things that does happen is there's a forced when it kind of forces you to have one or, or one of two relationships. Yeah, we'll get into that whenever we want to get into it. But one of the people runs a video store, and I was making a delivery there, so I'd parked right out front of the delivery store. It just felt like a uh, like a power fantasy that you never thought you needed. But as a as a as a mailman, as a post. Postal oh, worker parked and blocked all the traffic. Yeah, I literally parked right in front. Like I didn't park on the in the alleyway beside the building. I parked in the street, and I was like, "Screw it, it's closer to the front door." So I parked there, went in, had my cutscene, delivered my package, and came back out to a semi and four other cars just waiting patiently. No horn honking, nothing. Just mm-hmm. waiting patiently behind my vehicle, and I slowly walked to yeah. the to the back of my van, put it put the package she gave me in the van, and then got. In, then drove off. It was totally took your time. Oh yeah, I, I, I did. I you can't run the game. If there was a button to walk slower, you would have pushed oh, yeah. it. If there, yeah, I would have. Yeah. About, she oh, yeah. walks at a uh, she walks at a leisurely pace anyway, and there is a quote unquote speed up button that I, that yeah. puts the most minute. The only game ever I've ever played that puts less of emphasis on walking faster was uh, everyone's gone to the rapture. Oh yeah, and again that game has a run button. If the longer you hold it, the more noticeable it is in that game. Maybe, in, but in, like in that's the only game that has less any. That's the only game that has any kind of less indicator than this game. This game, you do see her kind of pick up a little bit, have a little bit of pep in her step, but you're never in any kind of hurry to do anything, ever. Yeah, <laughs> and you meet so many. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little. It's 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 it's. Not, cute ain't the right word, and I hate people using the word charming. There's a lot of little things going Quaint. on in this town. Quaint, maybe. Quaint there's a lot of little a things word. going on in this town. Like the, there's a male guy you work with, who uh, leads to this like. Wait, he has like a he's bad, bad in the gambling. I forget his name, Frank. 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 Corman. Real bad in the gambling. So, not only is he bad in the gambling, is he has like a bunch of people in the town also hooked, and he's like a pseudo bookie where he goes to pick up mail from their house, and he's picking up. 
boatloads of cash. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but there's a, a bit of stuff where, like, uh, this other guy who, like, works for the Postal Service as well, but, like, higher up, like, comes in to, like, investigate Frank because Frank is using the, the mail, the truck, the, the mail truck and the mailing business to facilitate his money, money movement. He's using federal property to run an illegal gambling yeah, business. So, so he's obviously, obviously doing something bad. So this other guy comes in. Oh, we mentioned this game's we're going to spoil a little, a little, little tidbits bits of stuff. Let's try not to, but. but, but this is like, so he does all this stuff and this other guy comes in and was like, uh, I start asking you questions about Frank's whereabouts. This is, this is a weird, like probably one of the weirder things you deal with. And you're like, you say whatever you want to say. I don't have, I don't know how much you really affect. I don't think you really affect this. I mean, you can, you can get Frank fired. Can you get Frank fired? I think so. Um, Cause I think it, what I, my thing leads to is that guy comes in and he's like, uh, Frank's, busy or frank's gone for now and he's like i work here now and then a few days later frank's they got they got what's that other guy's name i don't remember he was he's like he guys was like the other guy's like well i'm leaving now and then like frank comes back and says some things like he had some words with somebody to get rid of that guy yeah like that's he, what it sounds probably like. somebody who owes him some gambling debt yeah so it something. sounds like frank had you know knows that knows a few things he he needed to know to make sure he stays out of trouble so i don't can you get him can you get Frank in enough trouble to get me gone? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think we have that much control over the story. I think that 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 one may be supposed to play out the way it's supposed to play out. The main thing you do have control over, I feel like, is, well, like you said, the, the love interest. Mm-hmm. There's two. There's a guy and a girl that goes either way. The game's really just non-binary you need, you need about have it. both. Can you get to both? I don't know if you have them because there's endings. Well, you can even, you can have both, but at the very very end, you would choose him or her. Him or her. And yeah. it's funny because the a lot of the, just kind of to prove how boring some of the choices are. When following the guide, it literally tells us it's like, man, don't pick this choice for the dude because if you do on each initial playthrough to see the other endings, he's like, this is about a you know five to ten extra minutes, and we could just avoid that by telling this guy now we don't want to have dinner. Yeah. It's I like, never, I never did get. I, to, I wanted to get to avoid it, and I didn't think. I don't know why. Either one of them. There's not enough, t- enough game time to develop these relationships. Like you don't spend enough time with him to make a relationship, and then the other person is the girl at the video store, and you really, like, you'd have some date nights where you go to the movies and do different things. I go to a movie. There's a couple of maybe he has more scenes if you kind of go in his direction. Maybe he, he take you go to lunch not, one time and help him figure out something he got in the mail. Something. That wasn't a date. I mean, maybe he saw it as a date. I don't know because he's got some other. So he's trying to stop people from cutting down. He's a lumberjack, which is what, he, what he does is cut down trees. But he's trying to stop this other company from coming in and cutting down a bunch of trees to build apartments. It's kind of his whole spiel. And Meredith gets involved with him on the helping him like set up this radio thing. And I don't know what else more she does for him. Past the radio, like showing up to the radio thing. Yeah. Maybe you're supposed to talk to him more. Wait, there's like. The radio thing, and then there's the initial date to discuss helping him because you can completely just ignore him and not help him at all. You can't completely, yeah, if you want to. But we had it, our guide was following it in a way where you handle everything in one, in one, necessarily one playthrough. Yeah. And then the, the, the movie store girl, hers is much more long, long, like she has this more involved, more involved, like, like a whole it's, side. It's not quest. even like a, a dating, and the, some of the dating stuff just kind of comes out of. Just kind of like all, all, all of a sudden, like we're we're into each other kind of stuff. The game's just not long enough to develop those relations, mm-hmm. kind of relationships. But you got to go with her. She has like this is the '80s, so she has this like the movie store's not doing so well. So she's got this thing together where it's like a is it a VHS in a box? It's a, it's a VHS in like a briefcase. 
and you get and she thinks she knows people so she gets people she picks somebody and she picks two movies she thinks they'll like and she gives them this suitcase and you go use a mail delivery service which also is probably illegal. it's very illegal what you use that and you go deliver it to certain people for her little her little quest line and her idea is that she'll entice people to come back to the movie store after showing them free movies but that plays out the way it plays out but you hers is more long-winded than his and just showing up places and talking this is to two cutscenes. yeah I mean, it might have been more if we were more involved. Maybe I just didn't. I don't know. Care that much about it, but I wasn't. I wasn't enamored by either of the love interests. Like it didn't. Neither one of them filled me with them. joy. Yeah, they just there just wasn't enough character interaction between them, and it wasn't like you. You want something to be cute. You want some banter. There's a the banter between Meredith and the movie girl seems awkward because the movie girl's like she owns a video store. She's really into movies. And Meredith like seems like she only watches movies because she's talking to this girl. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, okay, I just, I, that's not as, in, like, they don't have that that commonality and that link together that makes them interesting. The other guy's just a lumberjack. Meredith has nothing. He's just a guy who's hanging around. Yeah, he's just a fella. Just a guy. He's just, they needed a guy to maybe kind of like Meredith a little bit. I just don't, so don't go to this for the love stories, but you can go to it for other other little uh, bits of drama just here and chill. there. Chill. Chill, relaxing, lighthearted gameplay. Mm-hmm. Kind of some cool behind-the-scenes things is the company originally didn't want to have the game be called Lake. Yeah. It was a working title, but upon interviews and stuff like that, people like publications took the name Lake. It's like this is the game Lake coming out, and they're like, "But it's it's not really. It's it's too vague of a name." Well, uh, and then they just it got to a point where there's like it's too late to change it now. Let's just just hope. That uh, search optimization works in our favor. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not entirely like like the the town. Like, there's like a main part of the town, and there's a road. Like the lake is the center point. There's a road that goes all the way around, and there's other other buildings, and there's a farm and stuff. There's just nothing in the story that involves or matters that there's a lake there. So calling the game Lake makes you think there's something important about the lake. And there's, there's not. not. There's not. It just happens to be a town that goes around a lake. I mean, they could have just called it Quiet Mountain Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had the same meaning. But yeah, it literally says the studio have mailed in the mountains. Studio had concerns about the titles being, the title being perceived as weak uh, when it came to marketing efforts that they had, and so they just had to rely on search engine optimization. But decided to not change the title due to a number of news publications already having published the title of the game as Lake. <laughs> so it was just kind of like they they too too little too late they couldn't change anything. Well, I was able to uh say like so we, we we like to have gameplay playing in the background now on another monitor. So I went to YouTube for the thing. I was able to type in lake and then full and it was, it was like gameplay yeah. trailer. Well, like, now like, like it, well maybe now but yeah so like at least I mean it was enough that like this wasn't like it wasn't like full body of water. Yeah, you know, like it was like full gameplay. Like it was, it was it, like it was, Lake Michigan, like you know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like it, Erie. It, 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 maybe they're not entirely wrong. Now, lake is vague as, as it can be, but anyway, there's any more. It, Just a little bit more. Uh, the game was itself was largely self financed, yeah. and their goal was to have it take a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It ended up taking four years, and they financed it themselves roughly seventy percent. They did their pu- they did have a publisher come in and help them. On the mm-hmm. back end, yeah, the game could the game could use a little bit more. Four years for the I, I don't know development cycles really that well. well but. Four years, but like you said, it's only I don't even know how many people it is. I, I couldn't figure out the the number of people, but based off this, I'm gonna say it is one, two, three, 
four, five. It's six people, and three of them are writers. So maybe it could be taking writing from other people. Like you be a, you could be a developer yeah. that just happens to have some writing to add to the scheme of things. This is probably different people saying doing different the different conversations, different relationships are all over the town. But the director, programmer, and artist are all. It's you know. So at most, there's six people. At absolute most, there's six people yeah. who did this. We didn't really say it. How would you explain the... Uh, we always struggle with, if it's not pixelated, how would you explain the graphic style of this? Art style? I'd say it's like... Um, I think it's it like looked, peak looked... 360 Telltale. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe yeah. it has a very... It looks a little bit... I think it looks a little bit like... Um, it's like cel-shaded. It's... cel-shaded. It looks like uh, Life is Strange, maybe? A little bit. Definitely bit Life like... is Strange, like, one. Life is Strange, one, probably. Where it, people have a distinct design, yeah. and yeah, the trees and grass blow in the wind, but the characters' hair do not, yeah. <laughs> and their clothing does not. So it and it is going for like a like there's no there's realism. Realism. There's no exaggerated character. There's not exaggerated. Yeah. Everything looks like it's settled in reality. There's no crazy. There's not even people with like crazy hair colors or anything. Everyone's no. just got basic brown, black, and blonde. Maybe I'm, I might. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the the movie girl's blonde. So yeah, they just color all the. All the stuff. Yeah, I think it looks looks okay for for an indie title. I mean, oh, yeah. we're always me and Blake are always happy to see anything indie that's not pixel graphics. Very true. You know, it's just like, man, please. And I know it's harder, but I mean, it took a year and a half project turned into a four year project, and a lot of that's designing this world. I imagine. I'm sure. Yeah, because they talked yeah. talked talk about they having to use like Google Maps and stuff like that to get like top views, and then drag and drop and like walk around and be like, all right, how could this? You know, we could. Make, yeah. make this fit into the game. Yeah, nothing seems out of nothing seems like I, this. All seems real. Like, like, this could like it could be a real place. Yeah. You're not driving around like, why the hell is this here? Like it's just not. It's not. It's not like that. You're like, so, why is there a random statue and stuff like that? Like the, everything yeah, seems. It all, it all. It all kind of fits together pretty well. I feel like the music, like for a game that's all about driving, and there's a oh, there's man. a local DJ, but he sucks. He has like three songs and. Two of them are, one of them's mediocre, and the other ones I'm just like, ugh. Uh, there's, it's like country pop. What is that kind of? There's, it's I, pop country. I did all I could, and we'll talk, we'll talk about talk about this with the menu stuff. I did all I could to stop this crap from playing. I hated the. I don't know if they're licensed or if they're real licensed songs by people. I don't. I have to look up and find out. I'm not going to play one of those because I I hate it. I hate it. There's a thing in the menu where it tells you that like you, you tell it to not turn on the radio every time you get in the car. And it wouldn't always work, and it would just get on and start playing a song. Or if you hit the button, like, why I think it was, to turn the radio off when you're driving, you'd have to turn this music off. And I would rather, rather just heard the regular OST of the game itself, which you can hear that normally. You can hear the regular sound of the game, and then there, there is a regular non-licensed music that plays. It's, yeah. it's quieter, it's piano, like, like light, chill piano light. stuff. I wanted to hear that. I didn't want to hear these really awful, I'm sorry if anybody who worked on it ever hears randomly hears this podcast. I don't want to hear that. Those songs, those songs sucked. <laughs> the end. They, they, they didn't even like, it wasn't even like the normal, like lame, you know, the lame indie guitar crap you hear in indie games, you know, those, those, those lame things. Everybody like drools over because somebody can touch an acoustic guitar and they okay. slobber all over it. It wasn't even that kind of stuff. It was like this weird, this, yeah, you know, to each of their own. It was a genre that I couldn't be less interested. I couldn't couldn't turn it off fast enough. And I don't know if yours was the same way. I couldn't just I just couldn't couldn't I couldn't stand listening to it. 
And it was, yeah, it was. Mm. I like when the piano was playing on, on, a, on the piano, just the piano music, and then the, the rainy day, driving to the rain with the piano and just delivering packages. I like that vibe of the thing. Yeah. I mean, some of the time I, w- I literally just would turn the volume down on my headset <laughs> and just play something on my phone. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm getting to a cutscene. Let me turn the volume up so I can hear him talk. And then I turned it back down. Yeah. Because the game, it does kind of wear, wear thin. Oh, yeah. It, for very, something as short as it is, how many days does it total up to? Technically, it's a fortnight. It's two weeks. But it, <laughs> well, the game doesn't even tell you this. I figured it out and told Drew. So that's another reason Drew's game time is a lot shorter than mine, is there is self-driving and fast travels. Yeah, the game does not tell you that. And the game, yeah, that may have been like a, an added thing, post thing, and that's why there's no tutorial for it. But I discovered it just by accident because I was looking at my map one time and it, and I was hovering my icon. I was like, where, where am I going? Plotting my path so I could set my marker and drive there without, you know, make sure I went the right direction. And it was like fast travel. I was like, fast travel? And I clicked on it and I just, boop, just popped over there. And I was like, oh my God. But I didn't figure this out until about two thirds of the way through the game, maybe. Yeah, you were way deep into it. And I told that. Drew, and I was like, the game doesn't tell you this. Or tell me if I'm stupid. Does the game tell you this? And he says that he confirms that it does not I tell you. I didn't see it. Maybe we both missed a tutorial pop across the screen. It doesn't tell you as far as I know. And there's auto drive as well. You can let it, you can click on it. Auto drive is kind of funny. It kind of. Sometimes that auto drive is a, t- a worse driver than I am. Yeah. But auto drive was really nice because you can't fast travel to every, you can't, you can't just, fa- like, there's a house, fast travel. You can fast travel to, like, the front fast of the travel main, point. Fast, to, to the town, like, to the farm. There's a crossroads or something like that. Yeah, there's like four or five spots from like that. But they can significantly cut down the time. Oh yeah, it chops it way down. Or you can, or you can click on now. You can click on any place and just auto drive to it. It'll just, it'll just auto drive to that point, right? Is that not quite? No, there's still points. I feel like there's still you have to auto drive. Just keep points. You can, you can like click on the farm. There's a farm and there's a, well, a diner. And if, there's if, a you're movie, dri- yeah. if you're auto driving, movie store. If you're auto driving, it could take you to specific points. Like it could, you could auto drive to Robert's house. You could auto drive to the RV. Would it Robert's, Robert's house? It, it would, Robert the Lumberjack? Yeah. You remember his name all of a sudden. And then you would, uh, like, all the way out to the farm. The only one of the... And, and then there was those weird cabins that I'm pretty sure I delivered a murder weapon to. <laughs> like, those just abandoned cabins. And you knock on the door and the guy's like, Get out. Okay. And you with a package you pull out of the back of your car is a chainsaw. It's There's, there's no way it's not a chainsaw. And you're like... Okay, no one's home, but what he just said, get out, and you just leave the chainsaw in this. There's no door. The windows are shattered, and like the and you, I just and, delivered a murder and, weapon. And you never, you never talk, you never see it again. No, you go back there another time and speak to a writer. Yeah, there's different cabins up there. Yeah, multiple cabins like up you, in the cabin area. You straight deliver a murder weapon to some dude to, so he can continue his murdering. Yeah, it's very funny. Now I had a thought and I lost it. Dang. Keep, uh, keep going. Speaking of like as jokingly horror, this game in another context could be absolutely terrifying. Well any any quaint mountain town. We're talking like Twin Peaks or anything like that. Yeah. Any quaint mountain town could be the set of a horror. Because I had a couple of things where something very wrong. Like there's that movie with Florence Pugh where it's like a Stepford Wife situation. You've seen the commercials where like she's cleaning the window and the wall starts coming up behind her and presses her against... Mm, I don't know if I've it, seen that. It's Florence Pugh and it's, it's, it's like a Stepford Wife thing is what it kind of looks like. I'm curious about watching it or like even uh, 
uh, it's suburban horror, like Vivarium and stuff like that with, uh, what's his name, Jesse Eisenberg. But I, I noticed it a couple of times as I went down this road, I uh, got out, uh, the lady across the street had just was just sitting in their driveway with the car running. I watched her get into the car. Okay. And I wasn't blocking her from leaving or anything. And I parked where I parked because I could do like a little a, a circle and hit four mailboxes and get my car and leave. It was it seemed to be the fastest thing as opposed to driving to all of them. <laughs> so I got out, saw her, did my delivery, this house, the one up next to it, then across the street, and then straight back to my van. But when I crossed the street, that woman was still just sitting in their car, <laughs> frozen. They hadn't gotten out. They hadn't gone anywhere. And it was just weird. Yeah. It's like... I mean, and then when you go, they probably didn't the code like she wasn't coded to go anywhere technically, but it's still you don't think about the you think about the situation in that world. You're just like, oh, that's why, like this why woman's she... terrified to go anywhere. Yeah, like what is happening? And then you go to to houses. A lot of the houses you're delivering packages to that no one answers and stuff like that is like you know you 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 pan the camera around to turn around and leave, but you pan the camera around and the camera goes inside the house and it's just a facade, like. That's just gaming. I know you're, you're dropping assets and stuff, but it just feels <laughs> it feels much creepier than it could be. Because yeah. when you pan the camera around, it's literally the, the the front of the house and the sides. There's no ceiling. The flooring was grass. Like they didn't even bother. It. it just like it could have been a you know a creepy like a subtext of a horror movie. And I thought that was kind of fun. And unintentionally unintentionally fun. like fun and kind of like I got like chills that was a little creepy that's just weird and we've spoken about the 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 video rental girl yeah it's playing right now and it's one of the it was fun the first time out you, you go there but then after every other time after that you're like oh okay it's the same the same joke but every every VHS in her store is a spoof title of a big 80s movie yeah there was Pretty in Purple uh, back to the past. The uh, see right here. The B, like the fly. Uh, yeah. Back to the present. Back to the present. Ghost blasters. The maze for the labyrinth. For the labyrinth. So what's the, weird? What's weird about this is everything on the wall. All the movies are fake movies or spoofs. But when they talk about stuff, it's the real stuff. Yeah, it was weird. So they, like, they spoke know, about jobs and the I know, dirty I know, dozen. I know, like copyright laws are weird, but you could. Talk about it, but you can't. I mean, I get maybe talking's easier than, than like po- well, posting up posting like copyrighted art in your game. Well, the art they used, all the majority of that artwork was, as far as I could tell, the exact artwork you would find on the DVD or VHS. Maybe just change the name. Yeah, maybe change the color, but it was, it was, it was kind of fun going through. Like the first time I went there, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I went through all of them and looked at all the, the silly names. I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny. Like instead of Terminator, there was the robopocalypse or something like that, but it was still, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of fun and cool. Yeah, it was neat. Uh, there any other characters you want to, we, we haven't, we're not going to mention all the characters, any particular characters that you liked more than any other. Not really. No. No. You had a storyline that you cared for? No. Yeah. I was just kind of, they're all like fairly one dimensional. Like you might go, uh, like I mentioned the RV camp, you go there, they're like three times. And obviously, there might be there's some sort of weird like that RV camp felt more than anything, like you, the cabins. You mean no, the the RV camp. We you meet the the two people on the, that are on the run. 
Yeah, but they, it's not like, they, all the camp. I'm thinking like there's a, like a lot of RVs. It's just the one RV and they it's just the RV out. campsite. It was called the RV campsite because you can park multiple v, RVs there. But that seems you mentioned it earlier the most like life is strange. My brain had an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of um, <laughs> but life is strange. It felt most like it because they're 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 on the run. There's a mystery. I think you would talk to him longer you'd figure it out but they're literally just not, not on the not run enough game to not figure out game, yeah. like he's clearly done something bad she don't want to talk about it and if she says she's not allowed to talk about, about it, it. And if she almost every time right now she almost says something he comes busting out like and you hey, think well, like he's beating her or abusive but then they don't even find out they, they just go hey we have someone coming to take us across the mexican border the mexican border so Here's bye that. And you can have this RV. Yeah, so like they're, they're, some of the stories do seem like I don't, I could care less about Robert. He's trying to keep some apartments from being built, and the girl who runs the movie shack, she's just trying to run a movie shack. It's kind of whatever. There's a dude who runs a bait shop. He's also a part time vet. Well, that's what I was gonna say earlier. Bait shop reminded me, and the auto auto drive. The auto drive's okay most of the time, but you know, what? every time you you auto drove to the bait shop, it always slams into the fence. Mm. mm you realize that? Like, the only place, everywhere else, it, it'll, it'll pull up to, like, say, the movie store, it'll pull up to a parking spot and stop, or any other place, it pulls up somewhere and stops. When you go to the bait shop, every time in my game I clicked on the bait shop, it auto-drive, it turned down the little dirt road. The, the wooden fence right yeah, in front the wood, of it? Every time it goes, Otherwise, it was, I was just glad. I was like, why is this the only place where the, where the game doesn't tell it to stop before it hits, it ran to the fence? It didn't do anything, but it's the only, everywhere else, like, you look at the, 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 it, it, you know, the it's movie different. shop has a little parking space beside it, and the, the car will ease into the parking space and then stop. And of course, the diner and stuff. And, and the, the diner farm. has, yeah, all that stuff. But that one, that one thing is just boom every time. And maybe, maybe that's what that's, that's the thought I had earlier. I couldn't remember, but it made me chuckle. I was like, this is silly that there's just one little piece of code or something that just keeps it from just bumping it's, it's that gotta, fence. It's got to really bumping hit that fence that. every time. I did use the uh, the auto drive a lot of times because it's like you say you're like you can do a circle around a thing to do other mailboxes. Fun thing about auto drive is what it would do. Like you're facing the wrong direction for something, and it, instead of doing like a 15 point turn to turn this mail truck around that does has a terrible turning radius, you when you click on where you want to go, it, the, the screen just fades to black and your car's facing the correct direction. Yeah, it, just yeah. starts, it just starts driving. That was fun. I've had I, I I liked that. It made things. It did make things. There were a lot of quality of life things that did make it run pretty smooth. Yeah. Only problem is I, the game just needed a little. Well, even it's, in, it's indie, so it, well, even watching the trailer, it made it seem way more like dynamic and dramatic, like you know, rekindle. Well, that's, what, that's what the trailer's for. Yeah, rekindle old flames or treat your you know your old friends like garbage, and you're like, well, you can't really treat anybody like garbage. <laughs> it just seems like even when you click on something remotely, mean it's worded in a way that can be she, misconstrued. Yeah. Because your character, she's never, yeah, she's never flat out just mean to anybody. Besides that, I don't really have much more to talk about. It's like yeah. it's a nice, quaint, relaxing game. You can get the one K. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little too long. Yeah, it could have been. It's torn between being too long for the game it is and too short for the game it could have been. Exactly. Does that make sense? Like it could have started out this this nice, quaint thing, and then maybe went down a darker path or a more mature path. Because even they talk about it. Even the the writer talks about it having a mature narrative. I'm like, not really. Everything is a little happy go lucky. A little bit, yeah. The most mature only... thing is that guy with the money. Like yeah. The, uh, what his name is? 
I don't see. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't really Gamb- call it big gambling debts and whatever shady stuff he's doing. It's the most mature thing that happens in this. Yeah, there's not like anything it's either that or take a cat's lady to the vet for. Yeah, there's not nothing nefarious or yeah. incriminating. It's barely worth being called mature narrative, other than the fact that maybe because you can choose to be gay or not. I don't know. Oh, yeah, be a lesbian or not? Maybe that counts. Yeah. As I mature, say he's a lesbian. She can go. I mean. There is no pronouncements in the game. They don't even treat it that way. No, they're just like, hey, let's go on a date. Watching this video, they are stopping at a lot of uh, handling things, different, playing differently than I would uh, than I played. It's kind of stop a, stop at a couple of places that I was like, oh, I didn't kind of didn't stop there that way. Hmm. I just went, man. I didn't care where I was. I, if I was coming back that way, like going to Cat Lady's house, man, I pulled up. I don't care oncoming traffic. I pulled right in front of her house as close as I could. To, to all I had to do was literally get in my to the point, I'd get out of the mailbox, and all I had to do was hit A. Get out of the mailbox. Get out of the, the mail truck, and all I had to do was hit A to deliver the, the yeah. mail. And then I would hit A like, to the point of minimal walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of ready yeah. to move on if you That's are. Fine. you got any uh, uh, closing well, thoughts? The last thing we, we, we talk about, we always time versus money a little bit. Uh, $20 normally, $19.99. <sighs> it's just, I think somebody would, I think a lot of people will spend 20 bucks and be like, you don't do anything. That's what you run into with a game like this. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We, we didn't pay for it. There's a lot of time. This was a this was a Game Pass thing for there's us. There's a lot of time and effort, and like it's twenty bucks. Yeah, I mean with the, with the, the graphics and the the voice dot, like there's a lot of effort put into the game. Mm-hmm. And we had a guy that made it streamline some of the choices. Yeah. So we could at the end we all we had to do was watch the final day, like three times, and we were done. Like now you can play through multiple times and pick specifically Robert as your person. Or specifically pick, specifically pick. Uh, what's her name? Evelyn, the girl who runs the movie store. Elena, Evelyn, something like that. And you then you can have a neutral playthrough where you're just a huge d bag to everybody, quote unquote, because you're as big a d bag as you could be. Angie, Whew, we were way off. Whatever, it's some white girl name. But yeah, twenty bucks. I don't know. Some folks would be mad. Well, it's I, hard to say. We, we didn't we didn't pay anything. Well, I could it. see like like that's a good price. Probably. For the Which amount of effort, because he makes sure everyone got paid and all that stuff. Twenty bucks. We did, take, we, 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 we did take like an optimal path. Exactly. So if you if you you could potentially play through it twice for twenty bucks, ten bucks a playthrough, twenty bucks seems reasonable. Now, of course, buy everything on sale. Don't buy at full price. <laughs> but twenty bucks isn't terrible. And this is something great too for uh, I, I could definitely say for like non gamers. Like if if you have a wife or a husband who's not into games like you are, you like oh this is kind of it's quaint and re- relaxing and something y'all could just hang out together and play. You can't unfortunately it's not unfortunately unfortunately it's not co op, but it's something that you know you could play the game and your wife could sit on the couch with you and read a book and look up and know exactly what's going on in the game and kind of get invested like it's a story. But anyway, I'm ready to move on if you are. Yeah, that's fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Next, uh, but but as the next game that uh, the world is still drooling over this game a little bit. I will lead off what I played this game and got through it, and I beat it with a big old meh, meh. So let's start talking about this game. So the game that we're meh-ing about is uh, Stray.
was released July 19th, 2022. And it is developed by Blue 12 Studios. And Blue 12 is based out of, God, I might butcher this, uh, Montpellier, France? Pilar? Blue 12 Studios was founded in 2012 and is ran by approximately 28 people and two cats. Uh, now, originally, the two founders of Blue 12 Studios, which go by, they go by the, the, the monikers uh, Koala and Viv. Now, Koala and Viv originally worked at Ubisoft, uh, Montpellier, the French branch, French branch of Ubisoft. <laughs> and while there, oddly enough, they managed to find two strays which they invited back into their home to the apartment and then to their home. They named the cats Riggs and Murtaugh, which are the character, the, the last names of the characters from the Lethal Weapon series franchise. So that's kind of funny. They got a bit of humor about them. Development for Stray initially began in 2015 because they wanted to create their own game. Now, this is one of those cool things where it's just like a they had a passion project and they followed it and then other people became passionate about it too and thought it was a cool idea and it, everything just kind of fell into place. Okay, let me talk about the more about the game and then I'll get into some of the background stuff. Uh, as Stray, you play as a cat and that includes doing everything cats do. <sighs> sort of. Sort of. You cats can take naps. They... Scratch can, things. They scratch things. They can be a-holes and knock cups and stuff off shelves and countertops. And they can curl between people's legs and they can jump accurately and they can, you know, get zoomies and run. And all that's kind of cool. You're like, oh, that's really cool. But I, I did it one time and I was like, okay. Oh, oh, you have to do this all the time. Because there's a trophy for literally, which I missed... But it's literally scra- doing a scratching post in every chapter. In every chapter, and somehow one of the, I missed it, and I, I even I even warned Drew about something prior. That we follow, we semi followed a guide. We didn't get everything no. because there is a uh, what do you call it? Speed run. A speed run thing of beating the game in two hours. And I'm no not thanks. I'm not doing that. Difficult difficulty achievements and trophies and speed run cheap achievements and trophies are the things that keep me like away from fully completing games. Yes, I just, I didn't. Yeah. Speedrun definitely guarantees it will happen. Sometimes difficulty things are manageable. Speedrun guarantees I'm not getting, I'm not completing a game all the way. And another thing I didn't understand is the game, the game is pretty. And now it wasn't launched on PS5, was it? It was PS4 and then ported up to PS5 or is it? I think it released at the same time. Okay. I think it's on both, but yeah. Because the world itself is very pretty. It's very, I say pretty, it's very dystopian. Yeah, dystopian and aesthetically pleasing. It's nice, everything's smooth. You're not walking through and seeing like a door hanging over. And then sometimes you go out, like I think the early parts you're outside and then you end up inside, you stay inside this yeah. dystopian city. It's now, if we get into it, this is full on realistic. Like this is just high fidelity, like. I think this is an indie studio. Did you say earlier? They're, they're, yeah, Blue Twelve is a hundred percent indie. This is like high, but, f- high fidelity, like triple A quality looking. But all game. the people, from what I can tell, or like I said, the, the main two people were former Ubisoft. So they have 
years of experience in the field. There's yeah. not like, oh, let's we can, we can make a game with my minimal gaming. They have the know-how. Yeah. This, this thing looks... These games, this and Lake, aren't comparable when it comes to uh, graphic fidelity. No. I'd, I'd like to say that everything it looks good. The ugliest thing in the whole game is the cat you play. Because they just didn't know how to do fur. Or something, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's obviously fur, but it just looks like um, like a light airbrushing. Well, because it, it does sort of make sense, because you are in... You find out very quickly you're in a dystopian future where there's not a lot of organic beings. Everything seems to be robotic, ro- robotics. Yeah. Another, look at it now. You see some cats right here in the opening, and then you like never see cats again. Because you don't. You're not because these are outside. You go inside the city. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you you fall inside the city, hmm. and so because as you play through the game, you also realize, and it's like undertext of the story that that's not supposed to exist biological stuff outside the walls isn't supposed to be something that exists what you gather through playing again we're going to spoil a little bit of things here what story there is to be had Stray is a a third person adventure platformer people will be finicky about calling this a platformer yes you cannot fail jumps and that was actually done actually later in the game production because early on they had you jumping and then they were like man cats don't like yes there's a boatload of videos online of cats missing jumps and misjudging distances but most of the time if you're watching a cat a cat just jumps and it always lands Mm -hmm. and it doesn't miss and so they actually they went through and they retroactively fixed all the jumps to where you it was impossible for you to fail a jump because like only falling that leads to like a bit of like where the only falling that happens is in cutscenes. yeah or if you so fall there's no danger when you're playing the game there's, there's there's no danger playing the game at all except for in like a few well the monsters I mean that's I mean that's some certain scenes yeah because we'll get to those monsters here here shortly like I said, it's a like platformer adventure game, and it does look it does look very pretty. That didn't. That's really choppy, but <laughs> that looks pretty. Yeah. When it comes, I'll say it here is it kind of is it kind of overcompasses the rest of the game. There's no reason that you play as a cat in this game. None whatsoever, other than these two people loving cats. Yeah. When I first heard about Stray, but granted, beginnings, when I thought there'd be, okay, there's some reason. You always feel like there's maybe, maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. There'd be some reason you would be playing as a cat. It would like build into the narrative and stuff like that. It'd be some, it would be about being a cat in a way. It would be, it would be important. There's nothing special about this cat. There's nothing important about this cat, which is whatever, maybe they weren't leaning that way. But this whole game can be done. You could have been a person. Yeah. There's like some of the jumping things, some of the jumping things would have been different and you wouldn't be going into some of the smaller places, but like a small person or a kid or a teenager could crawl into things. And some of this stuff, like anything we're seeing right now, what we're watching right now in the video we're watching is... person can walk across a pole. person can park. Yeah, all this stuff could be done as a person. There's no reason for this to be a cat that kind of pulled me as I ran around the first hour and, and start talking to people sort of. I say, I say talking. The cat doesn't talk. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But you, there's just no... Like, there's nothing about this that matters. 
You know, the game is so in the zeitgeist for because it's the first game you get to play as a cat, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, it's, I just don't. It, it's not, I mean, it's not technically even really. I mean, I, I guess a full, you fully play as a cat, but there's that game, Soul Suspect, where you get to possess a cat and you run around and do this exact same stuff. Yeah, but for like two minutes. I mean, you do it multiple times throughout the game, but like murdered, twice. Murdered Soul Suspect. Yeah, Murdered Soul Suspect. Um, and it's this. Like, a bit of this, yeah, but but that's all of a couple of minutes. But this is slightly more intricate. Only because like this game is only like, uh, the game looks great and it's whatever. This game is only as popular. This game is on Game of the Year lists. Like it didn't win a lot of stuff, but like side by side, Elden Ring and God of War and all this stuff. It's beside there. I don't know how this because, cat doesn't die sometimes. Sorry, no but if you were playing as a human being, this game wouldn't be. On any of these lists. Oh God, no, no! It's just it's only make it, it's people love cats, and it's only on it's only appearing on things because it's the only game where you play as a cat. And it's just like it drives me nuts the way people obsess over me. Where this is my own personal stuff, but like this game, there's nothing special about this game. No, there's nothing special about. It. There's nothing unique about it except you play as a cat. But I'm back. I'm gonna stop repeating myself. But you play as a cat that has no meaning. And, this and, isn't a savior cat. This isn't a. Uh, the some some other characters in the game. The cat's important because it's some other other. It's just it, the, the game's called Stray. It's a stray cat. Any one of the other five cats in the opening could have been this cat. Yeah, this cat's not a hero. This cat has no personality. It's no, a cat. It really doesn't. So like, I'm gonna get that on here on the front end. Like this this game this game means nothing to me. I was like I was like cool. I put it on GameFly and we'll play it because it's the talk of the freaking town and it's like. There's, there's no excuse for this game to be up with God of War and Elden Ring and no. whatever a few other, other games that were contenders for Game of the Year. But those are the big ones. Those are AAA big things that were... Now, granted, it's good for smaller games like this to be... If they want if to a do smaller like... game's up there, to be like be up there with it, a game needs to have... have the game has to, needs to say something. Now, like, Elden Ring doesn't have to say anything. Elden Ring is Elden Ring because it's a big, highly polished Souls game. Like it, it, it just it, that, that company just makes grand big just industry important games now this game doesn't have indie stuff like this cool I, I like it stuff like this to if be it up w- there if it, won, it just like, had something to say if it had been like indie game of the year I could totally rock that I could support that yeah, it, was, it, was, it was up for like narratives and other 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 crap and I was just like and it's not even that original of a narrative either it's not it's a dystopian you know, post-apocalyptic narrative there's nothing make it about the make the cat I don't know I don't know like the novelty of being a cat wore off very quickly to the point well, I'm like talking like 15 minutes I didn't care no more like I didn't take any naps I scratched twice like I, well, I, forget, I tried to get you forgot to start scratching because you know, you know you probably missed it because you didn't know there was a trophy for yeah, it yeah that too and I don't know I'm like Ugh, you're a cat now it, 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 it won't put, it, if I'm not mistaken do oh, and I like cats me, yeah, ish. I mean, I mean uh, we have dogs but I, I don't mind a cat no but I would rather have a, own a dog than a cat now, would this game be better if you played as a dog? No. Would no. Difference. <laughs> Randomly, do cats... Cats can see in the dark, right? Obviously. Of course. Yeah, serious night vision. Yeah. yeah. Not once in this game do you do yeah. any sort of like... Where you, well, no, your little, little robot has a flashlight. I was like, uh, cats have night vision. Exactly. And there wasn't even some sort of like... Like scent. Because yeah, cats no smell, sniff no or... Nothing. Yeah, they follow the scent and hearing... 
Like, but I was like really when because you we'll get into like you meet a little robot buddy who follows you around. Oddly, and, he's named B12. Yeah, and I'm sure he's designed. Everybody, everybody's supposed to just slobber all over B12. B12 so cute, blah blah blah. I, I, that's what he's designed for, and to give you give your give you some way to communicate in the world because your cat's not special. But he has a flashlight in dark places. I'm like, you're, you're a cat, man. You have night vision. Mm-hmm. You, when it when you walk into a dark place, the the, the, cat, the game should change, the vision should change, and you should be able to see. A cat can see just as good in the day, in the night as it does in the day. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. You should just have if you got a filter over the screen, and you could just see just as good. My a robot flashlight, and it's tog- toggleable, so you can turn it on and off. Yeah, it made it. It made some parts of the game harder and less interesting to see because you had to shine a flashlight around. Again. If I was a person or maybe another, another robot who has visuals, didn't have night vision or something, a human being, that makes sense where there's a flashlight. Yeah. Sure. Come on. Night vision. Key feature to being a cat. That and the, the game the game itself, I guess, is, it's narrative. It's non-combat. Cats are scrappy. They bite. They got claws. Yeah. But you don't you get, use... You get a dumb little gun thing for a little while yeah for like one chapter not even like a half yeah, a chapter to fight the little monsters I forget the, we'll, we'll talk, we can talk about them they're now. called zerks yeah I forget their, I forget there's I was half paying attention I forget their significance they are a they eat all organic matter and I think don't they evolve to start eating all matter or something like yeah. that that's why robots robots are scared of them because essentially I think they're the mythos or the story behind them they were designed to eat trash yeah and then they grew to start eating. Like they evolved. Like oh, they could eat like the meat byproducts and the banana peels, and so they just kind of evolved and started eating, you know, composite material. And then they just they, now they just started consuming everything. Or maybe maybe, maybe I think they started. Is, slight spoilers. Is that not close to the Horizon Zero Dawn narrative? You're not wrong. Like it's like a slight offshoot, maybe. It's very close to Horizon Zero Dawn, like in a, in a way, close enough to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Like, kind of like they put a lot of thought and effort into it. The majority of the game is actually, uh, I don't know, I forget which one, but it specifically says Koala and Viv, or became infatuated with a thing called Kualoon Walled City. It was a it's a walled city that has a very lush history in China, mm-hmm. and it dates from 1898 to 1994. It is a it is a walled in city of approximately 6.4 acres, and it was completely ungoverned by the Chinese government. It was self governed for a little bit between. The 50s and 70s, it was ran by the Chinese triads, but they were pushed out or eventually told, nah, we don't need you anymore. But for basically from 1898 all the way up to 1950, they did their own thing. The anarchic, it's, you know, completely ungoverned by Chinese. And then in 1989 or 87, it was optioned that it's like China's like we need to get rid of this city there's 50,000 people in there who don't pay us taxes who don't obey any of our laws and do whatever they want and we can't have that and so from 89 to 94 they were slowly passing a legislative and forcibly moving from outside in and forcibly moving uh, evicting people 
and eventually they shut you know they broke down the walls and now that's called it's Quailoon Park it's a completely it's a park but like it's a crazy like because it started out like I said like in 1898 as like a war fortress and then the war camp came and they started building and they're like we don't want to listen to our our boss and so it just kind of grew from it was like a, a, a weird a lot of history behind it and as a joke uh koala says to viv that's like a cat it'd be a cat's perfect playground because they could literally go everywhere like oh yeah that's kind of that's kind of funny and then they kind of kept at it they're like it would be cool to have a cat running around the city yeah that would be kind of cool and they just kind of started doing it in their free time at work or and at home starting in 2015 and around 2017 they have put some like beta footage or alpha footage i'm not sure what it is but they put some test footage on on twitter there's like hey this is something this is a project we're working on what do people of the internet think we don't normally talk about publishers but we've spoken about this one a couple of times because it's tend to pop up all over the place for independent things but this particular publisher which is annapurna We've talked about them a bunch. Interpreter Interactive. Interpreter Interactive actually saw the footage, and you know whoever saw the footage reached out to their hubs. Hey, check this out. This has potential. This has potential. And they came to them and was like, Hey, how much money do you guys need to get this done? Because we want to see this. We want to see this finished product because this looks like it has a lot of potential. And I thought, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. And so they were able to grow. Uh, yes, uh, ostensibly from their, their two-person team up to their twenty-eight-person team. I'm sure. I, I think at the time they were they probably weren't just the two of them, but the fact that they you could grow that exponentially, and it being the only game you've ever put out, they don't have any other thing under their belt. They have this as a company. Now, in, as individuals, yes, they've worked at Ubisoft, so there's a huge chance they've probably worked on like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they got five hundred team. Freaking games, yeah, 500 so, people teams. So they got potentials, and they have experience, and they have all this other stuff. So they knew that they know the ins and outs of the company, of the business, and they couldn't get you know tugged around by their short hairs. And I just think that's you know kind of cool, you know how much effort and time they put into it, and how lucky they got because yeah. the, the per- people could have not seen it, and this game could have never been more than just test footage. Okay. Do you have any? I'd have been, been fine without it, but uh, yeah, it's it's neat that it it, it exists. I just wish there was, I just wish there was more 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 to it. I mean, I mean they, they do. It is. Like, a, it, looks, it looks gorgeous. It looks really cool. I'm watching the thing now while you're talking. I also forgot like the whole intro scene is you're following a a bunch of signs and words. Telling you where to go on computer screens and stuff. And I'm how do like, you know this cat knows English? Yeah, why does why does this cat know how to read? Why does a cat know arrow left or right? Like it's just. I know I'm nitpicking the game, but I was like, but I was even doing that when I was playing originally. I was like, why do these signs say go this way? Yeah. Follow me. Or the very least, like a blinking light, because like, cats play with laser pointers all the time. So like, yeah. what if you ha- is like follow the laser? Cool. That'd be more. Mm-hmm. Realistic. Higher opening sequences following these signs. I'm just mm. anyway. I didn't like this game. The game itself does have a uh, which I um, I appreciate a minimal UI. Like there is okay. no well, there's, there's no health bar. There's no there's no there's no UI at all. Exactly. There's a little bit when you have the little robot with you when you open text boxes to talk to other robots. Yeah. And the uh, you see um, 
you see it right here. Any, any kind of, if you look at, look in a direction, a little X button appears. That means you can leap up, you can jump up there. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, the Zerks, the, the infestation of the Zerks was actually one of those things where the real world things inspired them is it, it, while living in France, they, their apartment was, it became infested with bed bugs and they were forced to leave, yeah. to leave or fight back. And there's only so much you can do once you have an infestation and still live there. And so the Zerks actually grew out of their fear and rage of uh, having bed bug, which I don't know if anyone ever had done that. We have had, unfortunately, had that. Yeah, and they came up from the. They came. This is not holding. They came down from above us in an apartment through the ceiling down into our stuff. And our apartments refused to believe us. They called the boys are dirty. With what That's we were literally told. what the lady on the phone told Blake. Yeah, <clears throat> and so we had. Yeah. Love apartment complex. We have a, we have a house now. But we, like, we battled that. She so. literally said, "Boys are dirty" on the phone to him. This is a manager at an apartment complex. Yeah. Luckily, we know some people that know some people, and we got a lawyer, and she shut up real quick. And like, oh, why? We could we we'll fix the problem. We'll fix the problem. <laughs> now it's too late now. <laughs> and so that's you know, it's pretty cool. You know, they're really close friends, and they they had a dream, and the dream came true. So I can I applaud for dreams coming true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The fact that I didn't like the game. Like, it's not that I didn't like the game. I just feel that it is incredibly overhyped. It's the most overhyped game of the year. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. It had no business being on some of those lists. Yeah, or any any real list. It, this could have been a, a little flicker of, a, of an interesting little concept, but and like you said, on top of all that too, like the cat not having it, it, no personality. Like he barely even has a distinct look. It's just an orange tabby cat. Yeah. And like it's not like he has like a. A Harry Potter lightning bolt in his fur, or, you know. So he has no. He's just an orange cat. He's just a stray cat. The end. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I like the game, ish. I'm 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 neither better nor worse having played it. Yeah. It's a game that exists. So. <laughs> there's yeah. that. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Like, like I said, the novelty of being a cat wore off. Very early on, you're just a cat. Yeah, we're all talking circles about this. Exactly. I'm trying to think of something positive. I, I was really just. I like the because uh, you it's dystopian. You don't meet other humans, but you do meet these these robots. Mm-hmm. And I liked a lot of the robot designs. Yeah. I thought they were really nice and and cool. Mm-hmm. And how they've been alive for so long, they've started imitating humans. And some of them are playing guitar. Or one person like pretends to be a Ronin samurai, and he's like the guardian of the of the town. You do go to a couple of different areas. You have like the little slums. You have like the slums, the big city, like the outskirts where like you have to, you climb up that tree. That's kind of cool. That whole tree, like a whole town that's built around like a tree, a tree house. Like yeah. it, 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 a lot that's of it cool. is aesthetically pleasing and very nice to look at. Mm-hmm. But after a minute, you're just kind of like, all right, let's uh, let's get through this. Because what story there is isn't terrible, but it's not anything original. You know. Most of the story beats that are about to happen, yeah. To, to avoid is crapping anything, on someone, anything to talk about for B twelve at all? He's a robot. He makes cute noises. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, and what about the uh, convenient, conveniently built thing your cat wears on its back eventually? Where that like he he can he can go inside of it and charge apparently. Yeah, it's like perfectly designed to fit a cat. I think it's 
he talks about it being a charge thing that like you could it, a wearable charge station. I think technically you could probably like wear it around your thigh or wear it around like your wrist or like a shoulder pack or yeah. something. But it it does perfectly fit this cat. Yeah, like, I don't want to. I guess you, you hit a but, when you hit a button on it, it's what pops up. There's more you. There's some items in your you because you can hold different items. He kind of just vaporizes them into like a storage. He digitizes thing. them, which is super strange. And yeah. And then you can see your inventory. Suspension that, of disbelief. This is presented off the screen on your back. I mean. This is the future and this guy can do, he can atomize things and then re-make them appear. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah. Mild puzzle solving for that. Danger, like I said, with the danger of the game, the Zerks, most of their sequences is running from them. They are by far the most annoying part of the game. The only time you have to like really have to think about anything you're doing is like really just getting away from them as fast as you can. And sequences it's a... range from short to like there's these longer sequences. There's this one room where they come crack. You have to hit both the switches on both sides of this room and they come pouring in from both sides. You have to get around the room and get by them to hit both switches to get through the door. It's also yeah, right. the, it's also, the it's also the I think the exact same scratching post we both missed. It's, yeah. The guy was just like it's here and we're like there's not a scratching post here. I guess I'm not getting this trophy. Which is fine. Dessert, but they, they, just, they just crowd they run up on you and they just they and they jump on you and as soon as one hits you it starts slowing you down and you have to mash on circle to like shake it off and once one or two, once one or two or three gets you you're you're, 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 over, you're pretty much done for. You can kind of zigzag and get away from them but it's just like I don't know. And there is what is the other one? Oh, the the turrets sequences, the flying turrets, the uh, sentinels. Sentinels. So there's sneaking sequences of that, which is they're not too bad. The checkpoints could have been better. It's like uh, you're basically all you have, you've seen it before. Like I said there's no original ideas. In this Stay game. out of the the light. Stay out of their spotlights. Yeah, and they they fly back and forth on uh, predetermined things hide in the box which it flies by hop out of the box and run but if you if you bump into like a can or something it registers a noise and turns around and does it register noise it does it It will register noise and chase you down it's a game that happened that became overhyped and be due to its overhypedness i definitely enjoyed the game less because i thought i was getting more out of it than i was like oh you you're literally just playing as a cat I was hoping to get more. I've heard real little things about how uh, touching the story is supposed to be. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll at least get something, a nice, cute, or sad, or just some sort of. The whole world's kind of sad, really. And it just, but I don't know. I just, I was just hoping to get more. In my, in my granted, my, my bar was already low for this. I knew, I, I knew there wasn't going to be. From hearing about it on other podcasts, I knew I wasn't getting a whole revolutionary thing. But I still hoped I was get a story that would be a more original telling of something that like this dystopian thing where we've maybe we're too deep into uh dystopian worlds and post-apocalyptic we're just too far into that like this ain't no last of us i mean it's just not you know it wasn't trying to be but like it just you're just not gonna it's not gonna wow you you're not gonna read one of these robots talking and be like whoa i never thought of that before like it's just not gonna happen no so Last thing, I can't find a clock for this, but I did get 19 of the 25 trophies. I even looked that into mine because I don't. I'm not on True Trophies or anything like that. Well, I have the app. You sign into the app, the oh, PlayStation yeah. app. I did it while you were talking. Now, now it'll take you too long for it not to matter. <laughs> Is that about it? I mean, we've uh, we're gonna be the only podcast that you probably hear that uh, craps on this game. So I got 18 out of 25. So I got ones you didn't get probably somewhere. Maybe some collectible or something that you just didn't get your hands on. After a while, I was like, I'm not even getting the 
the the platinum. the platinum anyway. So what do I care? Yeah, I didn't get the achievement for meowing a hundred times. Oh, I'll just mash it early in the game. That's what I. That's probably what you didn't do. You you don't have to let the meow. You, Actually, you, no, no, you, no, you no, no I did get hit, that you, one. Okay, I didn't sleep for like an hour. I didn't know. God, I hate that. So I didn't go through midtown without getting detected. Didn't do the speed run. Did you do the no killing thing? That's what I did. I got that one. Yeah. Okay. I didn't collect all the badges. I didn't scratch in every check. It's. I might have got. I think I got. I think I got all the badges. After all, I just. I did, just did not care. I think I got all the badges. I was ready for it so to be done. I was with, just, I was just is... following the, the walkthrough for that. So. Yeah, like I said, we'll be the only podcast that gives you not rose tinted view of this game, probably because we just not. There's just not. There's nothing to it, honestly. I, I, we've t- we said enough bad crap about it. Whatever they. You know, they realized a dream and they made a, a game that I'm sure they love and a lot of other a lot of other folks love for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm done with it and I'll never I'll I never, will never think about it again. Yeah, this is it. It's on the podcast. Here you go. I will play whatever they put out next. Hopefully it's not another cat thing. God, please don't be a straight two. I do not want to see a straight two. Oh no. I, I hope Honestly, not. if there's a straight I will not play a straight two. I will play a, this company's next game as long as it's not a straight two. I, I will second that statement. Yeah. All right. That it. Oh, this oh, again. Ugh, this game launched. I think forty bucks. Maybe yeah. It, 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 yeah. It was not a full full, full price because the game all the whole game is less than five hours or less. Probably for the entire experience. There's no way people will be paying sixty bucks and be happy about forty is even high for. Uh, Frankly, yeah. waited on GameFly. Thankfully, you know, yay for GameFly because if I would have bought this, I'd have been mad. It is included on a lot of the. I don't know the I don't know the PlayStation tiers because we're we're game we're Game Pass people, but like there's a the second tier of PlayStation Plus. This is in it. Yeah. PlayStation Extra or some crap. Who knows? It's in there. Uh, I think folks a lot of folks are playing it on there. That's all we got for this thing. Wash so, our hands of it. Yeah, wash our hands of it. Never got to talk about it ever again. Unless y'all, some of y'all mean listeners, want to write in and tell us how great you think the game was and how wrong we are. Then how we'll, dumb then, we are. Then we'll have to talk about it more. So you might end up doing that to us, which is. Fine, I guess. I feed off your hate. Bring it. <laughs> uh, the last thing we have here, and we'll try to be quick with this so we can get some food in us. That's normally our our goal by the end of a podcast is to get some food. I want to do a band. I don't know how well known they are necessarily, but the band is called St. Asonia. From Wikipedia here is a Canadian-American rock supergroup consisting of lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist Adam Gontier. Lead guitarist Mike Mushak, bassist and backing vocalist Kale Gontier, and drummer Cody Watkins. I only know, uh, most people will know Adam Gontier from the original lead singer of Three Days Grace. Mm -hmm. That's where most of his fame comes from. The funny thing about this band is, and now I don't know personal reasons, obviously, behind leaving one band and starting another. I don't know. It's probably all here on the, I could read it all in here. That's Maybe boring for some people. I talk about Blake and I talk to my fiance about it. I, there's not a lot to me that Adam has done with Saint Asonia that couldn't have just been done with Three Days Grace. Saint Asonia to me is not different enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah like, I it's not, agree with that. Like it's nothing like maybe he's wanted to see different. Maybe he's he's want to be surrounded by different people in his life. I don't know all those reasons. I just don't. It's maybe, maybe the fame was too much. I don't know because. Uh, Three Days Grace is still fairly popular, I guess. Maybe not as much, but still fairly popular without him in its own way. Like I wouldn't go see I wouldn't go see them now without him because I just 
I care more about his writing and his vocals than I care about anybody they've tried to put in that band's spot after him. Usually when you, I think we've been on the podcast before, when you lose a vocalist, you might as well change the name of your band. You really should. You really should. Change, like, just be, just be, on, be up front, be honest about it. Hey, we're, we have a different sound now because your singer makes a lot of your sound. Just change the name of your band. Be honest with folks. Some people, the people who really care about your music will just follow you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what it is. The other person that I'm familiar with to an extent is uh, Mike Mushok. Mushok, how do you say his name? Uh, as the lead guitarist for Stained. I'm a big, I mean, a big Stained fan for, gosh, for basically forever. Seen them live quite a few times. Stained, as you're well aware, uh, or much, or still big, uh, still making music in a way. So I think he was, this was some, he's like a, a side project to keep him busy between Stained touring and ever no we ain't we ain't got no new music from stained but you know stuff like that so when it came to uh picking a song from this the the band has actually put out two full albums and then this past uh well the end of 2022 put out a uh like a how do you call it but it's like a it's like two eps introvert and extrovert but they kind of they come out at different times, but they kind of, you kind of can play them together as one kind of thing, introvert, extrovert. So they're still putting out music as late as the end of, end of 2022. So there's still, there's brand new stuff out by them. I ended up, me and Bigger was listening to all of it, all three. I just make a big playlist and put it all together. And we just, eventually you just land on a song. that's like, this is the kind of the one that I want to play. Oh yeah. And we landed on, I found it, I see right here. Uh, it's clickable. So it might be a freaking single. Hate when I pick a single because it's a, it's like it's it's lit up here like I can click on it, but there's a song called uh, "Let Me Live My Life" which I like quite a bit. It's actually from their first self-titled album, Saint Asonia. It's just self-titled, so I don't know what much more to say. Do you have any you have any thoughts on Saint Asonia as a as a band? Like I said, they're not. It's just good good rock. If, you, if you've heard. Three Days Grace or Stain. I mean, it's Stain's guitarist. So if you know, if you like the sound of Stain, it's the same guy playing guitar. So this game is almost kind of like a mix of the two sounds of Stain and Three Days Grace because Adam has such a distinct voice that you can't hear him without, like, you know who he is. You say, let me live my life. Yeah. And it's their second single. Yeah, it was like Better, Pla- Better, Better Place was their first single. I hate when I pick singles, but that, that was a coincidence. I wasn't looking for a single. I just happened to like that song quite a bit. Ah, dang singles. But, uh, yeah, I think they're really cool. Uh, we have not got to see them live. I don't, I see them touring occasionally, but they never come anywhere close to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they do, this was somebody else. This is somebody I will go see, but I, I hope, I don't know if Adam has the rights to three days grace songs. Cause we remember we talked about Parabell. Remember that mm-hmm. we went and saw Parabell live and like, he has like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Richards, Kev, Kevin Math- Matheson. Matheson. He had he must he must owned he must own Evans Blue songs. The old ones. So we went and saw Parabell, and he just played Evans Blue songs. I, did, I didn't want that, you know. So I'm I'm hoping if we ever get a chance to see this band, that he doesn't he don't he won't just play, you know. I hate everything about you or whatever whatever stuff it is from Three Days Grace because we've seen Three Days Grace live with him. Some of the one of the best shows I've ever seen was when it, was one of his shows. Like it was man the one in Knoxville. Oh, oh, uh, the, oh yeah, they they literally played everything. Yeah, he like he like, it was like, and they whipped out "I Don't Care," which is that uh, the oh, uh, yeah, him in Apocalyptica. Yeah, he did that too. Like that man, hell of a show. And it was it the the was it the Knoxville? 
Civic Center, and he did that thing where he appeared. He was on one side, and then he walked off stage and appeared in the back and walked from the back of the thing through the through the entire audience, mm-hmm. through and the security over over the barricade and onto stage. It was um, awesome. It's a whole, the whole 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 shebang. It was yeah. great. That was a couple of years before he, like, they he, literally, he left I, that band. They, they, they did every song. They hit every single one of the singles, plus the stuff you didn't know that you wanted. It, it yeah. was awesome. It yeah, was a really, really, really great show. Yeah. So, anyway. But I would still I would still love to see uh, Asonia somewhere. Saint Asonia. I, and I, I don't know the mm-hmm. etymology of that name. I don't, I don't know what that name means or what, or what the significance of that name. I don't know if you have any, any quick thing about that or just we'll wrap this thing up and play that song. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm kind of looking through the Wikipedia now, just trying to see if it says like history. What does the, you know, they, they took the name from this or from that. Nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking now. It's not that big, a big of a deal. Uh, randomly in the credits, I'll say this cause we've played them before, but demon and demon hunter in the production of the first album right here, the stuff that I want, uh, art direction and design done by Ryan Clark. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's kind of random. I, I don't ever look at this. I'm just looking at stuff while I'm talking. That's so random. But anyway, I think this has gone on long enough. Very cool band. And I will, when I wrap up here, you'll hear the song Let Me Live My Life when Blake finishes up. Uh, I want to say thanks, everybody, for continuing to listen to the podcast and all that fun stuff. Look us up, follow us, get involved with all the little, little things we do, you know, with the podcast. Uh, write into us. Tell us about some games you'd like to maybe... Something that's not as obviously popular as Stray is. It's something you, some, you might fall into, like the weirdness that we our our uh, our, uh, our podcast falls into. We like to play we like to play strange, weird things usually, or really just things that are on Game Pass. Even though we're not a Game Pass podcast, uh, I want to thank Jared Jones of Emerge for letting us or giving us you know the okay to use the song "Letting Go" as our intro to our podcast. We absolutely love that. Look up Emerge right now. They got a couple of little dates they're playing here and there. So see them live while you can. We're trying to go see them pretty soon in uh end of February. So come see so go see them. Maybe you'll see us there if you're if you're a local listener of the podcast or anything like that. So go see them, go support Emerge, buy their stuff, uh, to support everything they do. And I always want to thank Mladen Markovic, aka Devious Pixel, for all his contributions to the podcast art-wise. He's just done a full support of the podcast. He's never questioned any any kind of weird art thing we've asked for. He's been a positive influence for us on the podcast. We really appreciate everything we've got from him. So that's all I've got. Again, thanks for listening. Come to our Twitch streams. Don't ever forget, come to our Twitch streams. Watch us succeed or not succeed in video games. We got all the way through Dark Souls 3. It worked. Eventually. Uh, eventually. We beat every boss but one. Every boss but one. One one dragon. Anyway, that's it. I'm out of here. Uh, I want to wish everybody a good evening.
Just stuck in my bag. 